Albertsons is your entertainment end zone. Look for the Game On player tags when you shop. Buy three and enter to win great prizes like a 65-inch big screen LED TV. Catch the Ram spirit with the Game On sweepstakes at Albertsons. For great sandwiches, get Nature's Harvest Bread 20-ounce selected varieties and Orwee Bread 24-ounce selected varieties, just $2.99 each. No purchase necessary. Open to residents of Southern California counties listed in rules 18 years and older. Ends January 3rd, 2017. Enter code by January 10th, 2017. Rules at GameOnSoCal.com. This episode of Motherhood in Hollywood is sponsored by Kinsa, the world's smartest thermometer. I always keep Kinsa in my arsenal of mom tools. It remembers my daughter's temperature, symptoms, and medications so I don't have to. And it keeps her entertained with games while we wait. Check it out at KinsaHealth.com. Come on, Mama! Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. Merry Christmas, everyone, from Motherhood in Hollywood. That's me, Heather Brooker. Hi, hope you guys are having a wonderful holiday season so far. I have a special guest in the studio with me. Come here, Bunny. You're supposed to come here and say hi. Can you say Merry Christmas? Merry Christmas. Yeah. Are you excited for Santa? Yeah. Come here. You have to come closer to the microphone, silly pants. Are you ready for Santa? Yeah. What is Santa going to do? Is he going to bring presents? Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to open presents? Yeah. Oh, boy. This is very exciting. Well, we are definitely looking forward to Christmas here. We have our tree up. We have way too many gifts um, under the tree. Not as many as I would have liked because, actually, this week has been a bit of a challenge uh, in the Brooker house. We have all had the plague of the stomach flu and are finally just now kind of coming up for air. It was horrible. Channing got it first and, um, poor baby. It was, it's really horrible watching your child when they don't feel well. And when they're like that violently ill, um, it's just gut wrenching. And I thought I had escaped it. Chris got it a little bit. And then I thought, Oh great. I'm in the clear. And the night we went to see star Wars, it hit like in the middle of the movie and I thought oh my god I am going to barf and crap my pants I've got to get out of here and I barely made it home we said bye to our friends right after the movie and I was like come on Chris we gotta go and we barely made it home before I just imploded I know I know TMI but um, it's kind of a bummer because I was so excited for the Star Wars movie. And then all I kept thinking at the end of it was, I'm going to die. I'm literally going to die. Um, that being said, everybody is happy and healthy now. And I really enjoyed Star Wars. Um, there's been a few of my friends on Facebook who are like, oh, there was too much exposition and too much CGI. And I'm like, oh my God, get over yourself. It's a great movie. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the fans loved it. Like everybody we saw it with in the theater, it was on the the very first night um, that it was released and everyone was just applauding, laughing, having the best time ever. And yeah, I mean, I thought it was a great movie. I don't know. You could disagree. Whatever. In fact, I know there's a lot of people who, at least on my Facebook page, have been sort of like 
trying to rebel against the fandom of Star Wars and say, you know, this is me not giving any Fs about Star Wars. And, you know, okay, good for you. You don't like Star Wars. That's cool. Um, But everybody else in the world does. (laughs) So let's all just take a minute and just find a little joy, a little happiness in something in the world um, that's not like horrible and related to something ISIS you know, terrible terrorism or politics or whatever. It's like, let's just, let's just take a minute and enjoy a silly movie. Shall we? Mm, It makes people happy. And that's what the holiday season is all about. Happiness. Ah, that's Heather's two cents for the day. So, um, what else did I want to tell you guys? Oh, I have a lot of exciting things coming up in the new year that I'm going to be sharing with you in the few, uh, coming episodes of the, uh, the coming episodes of the few year rather. And, uh, so be on the lookout for that. Also next week's episode on the 28th is the live episode from motherhood in Hollywood live for no kid hungry with our guests, Lori Kilmartin and Danielle Koenig. I'm still working on that, all the technical aspects of that to get it to sound good. And like, um, so you guys will enjoy listening to it hopefully. And what else? do I want to say? Oh, I'm launching something new. I'm going to try something new in the coming year. Um, oh shoot. I want to say it, but I can't, I'm going to wait. I know it's so exciting. Okay. (laughs) I'm such a dork. So, um, really quick today, my guest on the show, you guys is, this is incredible. Um, it's Marissa Ross. She casts a TV show called, uh, Chicago med and it's on NBC. But she's been in casting forever. She cast How I Met Your Mother, um, which is a huge show for CBS for many, many years. She also cast, are you wait for it? Are you ready? Dark Angel. What? I know. She basically discovered Jessica Alba is what I'm going to say. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. And I just realized Jessica Alba is my great white whale to be on this show. And I should have asked Marissa if she knew her and she would come on my show. Oh man, I'm such a dope. I totally forgot to do that. Oh, all right. One day I'll get it together. You guys, one day I'll figure out this whole podcast motherhood and Hollywood thing. And then look out world. Um, taking it over. Anyway, um, I loved talking with Marissa. She was so genuine and so real with her um, answers about what casting is like for actors in this industry today versus how it was five, 10, even 15 years ago. And um, what it's like to be a mom in this business, because it's different than other businesses. There are many ways that it's different, but there are many ways that it's the same. So I love what she had to say about that. And um, I think you guys are going to love it too. So stay tuned for uh, upcoming episodes, lots of fun things happening. But for right now, here is my interview with casting director, Marissa Ross. Okay, you guys, I'm very excited today about my guest because as you can imagine, I probably have like a thousand questions lined up, Um, (laughs) but uh, Marissa Ross is joining me now all the way from Chicago. Hi, Marissa. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you so much for making the time um, to be on. I know you're very busy uh, and you just said you came from an emergency casting session. It's all good. I feel like every casting session in television is almost an emergency. (laughs) 
because it all moves so fast that, you know, every other day there's a problem. Does it, I, I've always wondered about that because sometimes I'll get like a last minute notice to come in right away. And, you know, I never know if it's because they added a role or cut a role or, you know, maybe all of the Well, above. a lot of times, you know, you're convinced, oh, we have it. This is somebody great. And then there, cause there's so many people that have to, the approval process in television, it's your producers, it's your writer, it's your director for that episode it's your studio it's your network so many people have to agree yeah and they don't always <laughs> so you think that you have it and then it turns out you don't or days shift so somebody you have on hold suddenly can't do it anymore and then all of a sudden you have to have an emergency session and so even like I have a session starting in 20 minutes because everyone loved this girl then when we sent it to the person for approval they said no oh, so no. so we're doing another session in 20 minutes is it, um, is it typically the network that steps in and says, meh, I don't like this, you know, I don't like her hair or her, you know, is it usually something very like benign like that? Or is it like, she looks like my mother or <laughs> that happens, but it's the perfect example I always give to people is that it's all just so subjective. Something that you find funny, somebody else won't find funny. Or if you ask a room, who do you think is more beautiful, uh, Scarlett Johansson or Sofia Vergara, it's usually cut right down the middle. It's 50-50 because people don't agree. You know, everyone has different tastes and different ideas and you've got something in your head and you watch it and you're like, but that's not what was in my head, but it was in eight other people's heads. So... And casting is a weird, it's, it's a, it's a weird thing because you just have to get so many people to agree. Is that, it didn't used to always be that way. Yeah, it's, I was it's say, that, is that yeah. frustrating for you? Cause in casting, was it generally the casting directors said, Hey, here's who I think should have it. Or has it always been really more up to like the producer directors? It's a little bit of both. Um, when I, st- uh, when I started as an assistant at Orch Dawson Kritzer, we weren't even videotaping auditions yet. Oh, wow. um, we would sort of have the auditions with the producer and then call the studio and say, this is who we were hiring. Oh, so wow. it was very different. And then, and, then was having, and then we had to start doing videotapes and then sending VHSs. Like I, I'd have to make FedEx by six o'clock to, you know, to send this VHS tape somewhere. Uh, for approval. So it's with the, how easy it is for information, how easy it is to send video clips. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, the more people could have a say in it. So it has changed a lot. I mean, but the job's got easier too. I don't have to open up, you know, 10,000 paper submissions. Yeah. And all those VHS tapes. I did an internship once with um, Jeannie McCarthy casting Mm-hmm. And it was right about the time that everything was moving more towards digital um, submissions and, um, you know, uh, video reels and whatnot, or online reels. And she just has, like, a wall of VHS tapes in her office. And one of the things I did as an intern with the other interns was we were clearing out all of these old reels and audition tapes, and they were all on VHS. And there were just, like, hundreds of them. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it's so crazy to me. And I'm sure at some point there were DVD submissions, right? Do you think oh, 100%. Everybody, yeah, everybody did 100%. DVD submissions. DVDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's gone now too. I And I'm still upset. Somehow in my move from LA to Chicago, I lost, I had a collage made of Polaroids of famous people that I had because we had to take their picture with the Polaroid when they came into audition. Oh, wow. That's and so, so cool. I somehow lost it. Somebody has a really fun... Coffee table book. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. 
that just didn't for some reason make it from LA to Chicago. I don't know where it is. Oh no. Now tell me why did you move um from Chicago? Al- uh, by the way, Allison nominated you to be on the show, by the way. I hope you're okay with that. Yes. <laughs> I was in her office um and she was like, "How are you? What's going on?" And I was like, "Oh my gosh, well, I'm having so much fun. I'm doing this awesome podcast and you know, it's about moms and, you know, and my journey to become an actress and for me to meet other moms and connect with them. And she's like, well, you know who you need to talk to. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh yes, please. (laughs) Being a mom has been integral to my, you know, what's happened to me in my career for the past eight years. But, um, I have three boys. So I have a eight-year-old, a five-year-old, and a two-year-old. Wow. And I've worked through every one of their pregnancies, every all parts of their lives. It's all been, you know, uh, I've, I've thrown up through many people's auditions while being pregnant in the oh, middle of their auditions. Wow. Um, but I moved to Chicago uh, for family. And in the end, when we realized we were having more than one kid, we sort of had to think about what we really wanted and how we wanted to raise our children. And... Mm-hmm. I'm a casting director. I'm never going to be that rich. I'm married to an academic. We're never going to be that rich. Yeah. So <laughs> it it was either, you know, moving really far out into the valley or changing our lives. So he is, my husband's a professor at Northwestern, which oh, is an wow. amazing university. Yeah. And he got a tenured position there. And we flew out here for the first time. Um, and we both spent time in Chicago before. And because my family's not here. My family's from Arizona. And we flew out here and we're like, oh, Oh, this this is really not. It was just an amazing city. So you had never been there before. I had. I was a cherub um, at Northwestern. I I taught their cherub program in college. Okay. And my husband got his um, master's from the University of Chicago. Okay, so you had definitely been there before. Yeah, we've been there. But it's just now being here full time. It's an amazing combination of family and culture and city and. So do you feel uh, like arts. it was it was a good move for you then in terms of family? But then what happened with your career? Because you know everybody says New York and L.A. the center of the Hollywood universe, so to speak. So how how did all of that work out? Well, I was paranoid that, and not that there's anything wrong with this job, but that I was going to be doing like gluten free pizza samples <laughs> at Whole Foods. Right, right. I was like, oh, cool, cool, cool. I'll be totally good at that. Friendly, right. um, you know. I was really scared. And so I didn't give up my job in LA for a long time. We actually moved my family here. My husband and my kids moved here and I commuted for three more years to Los Angeles. Oh, wow. Monday to Thursday. So I, 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 it was very important to me to finish out how I met your mother. Yeah. I, I wasn't going to leave the series. You know, I wanted to, I needed to be there to the end mm-hmm. and I did several other pilots. And so it was the slowest move to Chicago ever, but what happened was, is I got to know on my off seasons from how I met your mother, I got to know everybody, all the talent here. I did searches for studios or I do like the occasional project here. And so when I opened, when how I met your mother finished in that May and I moved here for good and I opened my doors officially in September. So I've been open for a year and a half here in Chicago. It was amazing just how much work there was. So I, did you feel validated then? Like it was like, okay, then I've made the right choice. Yes. And in a lot of ways I made my own work. So I started, I I do a comedy festival. We're going to be in our fourth year this summer that I started. Um, Brooke Shoemaker, who's a manager at Principal Young, who's here in Chicago, her and I do this together. And so we started a New Faces comedy festival here in Chicago because 
the one just for laughs went away. Mm-hmm. It's not here anymore. So we started it as a way to help drum up more work in Chicago. So all casting executives from all the studios and networks, they all come here for that festival and we oh, put up great. and it's all for free. No one gets paid. And we put up um, all sorts of new faces and standups and we do, uh, we do give back talks to all the community to ask questions, you know, like Terry Dean and Matt Skrbalik and Seth Yankowitz sit on these panels and, you know, all the actors in town get to ask questions of what it's like in Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, it's, and by doing that, I sort of made Chicago part of the conversation. So this will be my second pilot season of doing pilot searches for all the pilots for CBS and NBC studios here in Chicago. So that they'll they hire me to look for all their pilots at Chicago part of the conversation. Now, when you're saying you look for pilots, are you talking about like scripts or are you looking specifically at actors? No, actors. Actors. So okay. so <clears throat> when you know when pilots are greenlit. They, they have the main casting director in Los Angeles or New York, wherever it's shot. Mm-hmm. And then they'll have people hired in Sydney and Vancouver and Atlanta. You know, New York, Atlanta, and, and to look. And I just make – I now make sure that Chicago is part of that conversation, that Chicago is also, you know, searching. So, like, right now we just finished – we did four weeks on the Nicki Minaj pilot. We searched for, for her, for the, all the kids for that and the mom and stuff like that, you know, that they took – that much time to really come through all the Midwest as well. You know, as an actor, there's part of me that's like, Oh, that's great. You know, there's so many, um, areas covered, but then also as an actor living in LA, I kind of feel like, Oh man, you know, (laughs) (laughs) like why am I, I could have stayed at home in Oklahoma and probably just waited to be discovered. Um, but I, I'm not going to lie to you. It's sometimes it's a little bit easier in these markets to to actually get bigger roles that you wouldn't have had an opportunity to get, Yeah, you know, the show shooting in Atlanta or New Orleans, they do need to like, even on Chicago med, which I'm doing right now, we're on our ninth episode. There've been quite a few guest stars and recurring guest stars that have come from this local Chicago market. Now, is that a producer choice to hire locally or is it, um, uh, just be, well, I mean, for you, the show shoots there. Right. Correct. Yeah. So um, are they hiring at all in other markets like L.A. and New York? They are. Like, how- they are in New York and L.A. But, you know, if you could find a fantastic actor locally, why not use that actor? Yeah, because then you, you don't have to pay the expenses for flight. And, um, They're also available. They can yeah. come in for a fitting at short notice. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah, I know several actor friends of mine have um, become local hires and branch are branching out to especially Atlanta um to and they've like you know with the walking dead and the other big shows that are filming there are like their resumes are building and you know their their reels are getting better and they're building up their credits and things like that um i just don't know like for me being a mom i don't know that i could up and leave and fly to atlanta on a moment's notice for an audition that would be really hard to do uh, of course it would. Or even Chicago, you know. So I feel like there's a part of me that feels like, oh, I'm missing out on stuff. Because, you know, as actors, we want to be, we, we think we can do everything and be in everything. And it's um, it's hard to try to balance my, you know, the mom side that's like, no, 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 I need to be here and, and um, you know, with my daughter. 
So uh, what do you say to um, like actors and moms who are looking at all these opportunities in other places um, as far as like, is taping the way to go? Should we be submitting online? Should we um, be telling our yes, managers that? You should, and you should do self tapes and things like that. But you know, you also don't make yourself crazy. If it's a job that you feel like you actually can't do with your daughter and your daughter's schedule mm-hmm. and things like that, you know, that's, that's part of it as well. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, like, it totally does. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you know, we just have to be willing to let things go to a point. Of course. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of, a lot of my good friends, you know, who are the same age as me and things, they have kids and they're actors and it's hard. They cannot take that new series in Toronto. Mm -hmm. They can't, you know, their son's in kindergarten and it just doesn't work for their family. And it's hard to let that opportunity think, Oh my God, I could have had a series in Toronto, but you can't, you know, because her son is having a great time in his school. Right. And that's, and that's ultimately, I think, um, what I'm fascinated with, with moms in this industry is that you have to go where the work is, but when you have a child, everything changes because they're your focus and your priority. And, um, you don't want to just uproot them and you can't just, like I said, up and leave and go to Chicago or Atlanta for an audition or, you know, uh, even like a, even if I booked like a guest star for a week, I don't know what I would do with my daughter. Um, because my husband works full time and that sort of thing. So it's fascinating to me how moms make it work. Um, and now I know you have been casting some huge shows for a very long time. I want to um, ask you a little bit more about like, how did you juggle it all? Like, cause casting has sometimes crazy hours. I know you guys get calls from producers in the middle of the night and emails. Always. <laughs> always. So mm-hmm. like, how are you able to find time to be present with your kids? You know, if you are, I mean, maybe you're not. So, um, how do well, you balance I, that? You know, I, the funny thing is, is that it's just worked into our lives. You know, my husband's also very busy. He's an economics guy. He travels the world. And, we, there are times, like, I just went to uh, Australia and New Zealand to teach with Matt Kabalik and Carrie Barden for two weeks. Oh, wow. And it was two weeks. I left my husband and kids for two weeks. And when I landed, my husband was literally leaving to go to Zurich. And he was at the airport. And he, I told him he couldn't get on his flight until I've called that I've touched down in Chicago. Oh, wow. And I'm like, so at least one parent is in the country before he leaves. Literally, yeah. that's what happened to us. Like, we were the president and vice president. <laughs> he didn't board his flight until I was there. Um, you know, you just – so I had Lucas and Nico, my two littlest ones, while doing How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. So I got that job when Oscar was born. I worked that job and continued to have two kids while working on that show. And I – my favorite, <laughs> oddest memory is Nico was born and I was doing How I Met Your Dad – and I didn't have a babysitter that day, but I had, you know, cause for some reason, like every single babysitter didn't, couldn't come in that day. And it's always had, the way it works. Always. When you're like, Oh my God, I, I need someone read with Greta Gerwig with like six different guys. And I showed up with Nico. He's like four or five weeks old. And I handed him to Greta and Greta sat on my couch and basically did chemistry reads while holding Nico <laughs> because people will, it's just a part of it. You know what I mean? It's, it's not, 
Yeah, what I don't is, know. What is your perception of that? Like, if actors have to bring, um, you know, their kids into auditions, um, you for know. me, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. Well, I with Allison Silverberg, I think I was pregnant with Oscar. We were doing a studio test, and I thought my water broke at one moment, oh, no. and I was like, "Hey, uh, I can't get the next actor, Allison. I don't want to stand." I'm like, "Get the next <laughs> oh, actor." No. I was like, "I think." I think I'm either peeing or there's like some pro- there's an issue that's happening. Oh no! Um, there's a good chance it pro- it could be pee though. I feel like I pee <laughs> constantly. My last trimester, I was like, "Am I peeing?" No, <laughs> always. Um, you know, it's uh, the funny thing is. So, and this uh, this I'm going to be really really honest. When I was commuting, there were women. Because my kids, remember, were with the husband, my husband was at the time, and I was Monday through Thursday in L.A. And I found that some women were very judgmental of me. Oh, really? That I did not have my children with me full time. Oh. They were like, oh, I can't believe why that you would do that. Pretty accusatory. And I'd be like, well, why? They're in school. They're in their house. They're with their dad. I was like... They're having a great time rather than sitting in an apartment in LA waiting for you to where, come home or waiting for me to come home. Yeah. I was like, you know, cause the hours are insane. Like you said, mm-hmm. this way they were having a better time. And then, you know, when I was home Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I was uber present. guys, I want to tell you more about Kinza, the world's smartest thermometer. It is the number one tool for mom's peace of mind. In fact, I used it this week when Channing wasn't feeling well. She had the stomach flu and Kinza helped me remember her temperatures, medication, and symptoms so I could focus on what really mattered, taking care of my little girl. If you need something like this in your mommy toolbox, go to KinzaHealth.com right now and check it out. Kinza, the world's smartest thermometer. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, so then did you find, um, did you feel any guilt at all because of that? Like, you found, like, you, when you were with them that you needed to be extra present and do extra things? Like, because I feel guilty when I have to, like, I have to leave her later today, um, a little extra at preschool because I have an audition and it's over in Culver City and blah. Um, but um, I'm like, well, I have to leave her and then I feel bad, you know? So I don't know. Did you ever experience any of that, like, mommy guilt? We all do. Um, my son's teacher, who I literally just met with yesterday, said the neatest thing to me. She said, because she knows how busy Matias and I are, and she said, You're, Oscar is proud of you guys. He has great pride when he talks about his parents. Oh, I love that. And um, when he talks about what mommy and daddy do and what they're like and what they're, you know, because he's been with me to my office many times. He's been on set. He's been with Matias at Northwestern and at UCLA, and he's watched his class so you know they they're they're very much involved and know what our lives are like again she said that he's very proud of us so that i thought was so beautiful i almost cried sitting there you know listening i, know, with I love that um, i thought it was a beautiful thing that she said and like um, how lovely for you to hear because i know that we all do have that mom guilt and you start thinking like oh i wonder if they know why i'm doing this and why i work so hard they do they do. Uh, yeah, because sometimes, as Matias says, I over-mom it on the weekends. Oh. So, <laughs> you know, I'll throw, like, a birthday party for the kid, for, you know, like, Lucas. And I, I'm very artsy craftsy. Oh, so, you are? Uh, are? Do you Pinterest? 
Um, you need to go on my Facebook page. <laughs> you can see all the food art that I create. Like, oh my gosh, watermelon sharks and I things like. Love it. I'm not. I'm terrible at crafts. Like, I can't even draw like stick figures or make anything out of popsicle sticks. I'm so bad at it. But I love the idea of it. And uh, not until I had Channing did I start getting into Pinterest and stuff like that. And I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. Everyone's so talented. <laughs> But some, but you have to be honest with your fails. So oh, I for sure. Put up like my R two D two fail, where like half the cake fell down. Oh, I want to see um, that. <laughs> so you got it. You got a picture. You also showed it. You have to you send can't. me a picture. <laughs> oh, I have so many. I have so many. But yeah, my husband's like, okay, why are you trying to shame all the moms of the neighborhood with your like melting snowman cookies? He's like, calm down with Pinterest. I love so, it. So because I'll I'll over mom it on the weekends. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's a real. I, it's a it's it's a big balance. It's a and I haven't slept in a decade. But I was gonna say, are you so tired? Like I just have one and I'm exhausted. Three is a lot. That's a lot. A that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no judgment, but that's a lot of kids and they're boys uh, too. Whoa. <laughs> they're totally. I. They're totally the um, Emmanuel brothers. So, do you know like Ram, Ari, and Ezekiel? Oh yeah, you, yeah, yeah. The oldest is a scientist, which is totally my son. The middle one is Rom, which is my son Lucas. Uh-huh. And then the little one is the terror. And he's, I'm like, oh my God, you're going to grow up to be Ari. Oh my God. You're going to grow up to be Ari. He is a terror. Oh, that's, like a, is that funny like how a, they all have their own distinct personalities? I, I, they could not be more stereotypical when you look at like any book of what the definition of an oldest, middle, and baby <laughs> child are. <laughs> you're Literally, like, like, textbook. Uh, do you think are they showing any leanings towards casting or the industry at all are they curious about what you do I know your two-year-old probably isn't but um so Oscar when I left when he left LA was like five or four Mm -hmm. and I I so desperately I brought him to the How I Met Your Mother set and I really wanted him to like take pictures with all of them and Mm -hmm. he just wouldn't I was like come on and, and Jason Siegel had all the Muppets with him that day because he was working on the Fun, Muppets movie. Yeah. And I was like, come on. Because my office was right above the set, so I was on the set all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, come on, please, just sit down with Jason and take a photo. Please, you're going to want this later. I know. Trust and, me. This is a moment in time you're going to want. You're going to want this. It wouldn't. He just oh. wouldn't do it. Um, oh, no. But uh, they – a little bit. I, I've been for the past year. I've been the head of casting for the Onion and their subsidiaries. Oh yeah, and so I love, they do. This, I love that. I was going to ask you about that as well. That's so cool. They do all these uh, all these videos, and so we need kids a lot. So I've <laughs> I've put both Oscar and Lucas in click hole videos. Oh, how funny. Which I, I never would normally do it, but I was like, eh, I don't feel like uh, I'm just you know because they're like ten second videos. I was like, I'm just going to put Oscar in this video. Um, but so does that mean you have to find kids too? For, for, for these videos for the onion stuff are you casting oh yeah them? oh yeah. wow yeah, 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 yeah. that's yeah, a yeah. lot that's a lot of work adults and kids do you just find that people are just um all over you all the time i mean because in chicago if you're like the go-to casting director you have such a big show and you have all these things going on are people just um like actors constantly like hi 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 look at me look at me here's my kid here's my kid you know what i mean are they all up in your business <laughs> I don't know. Not really. Um, and, and in LA, I think it was much more aggressive than it is here. I can see that. 
Um, I, I feel like in LA, I would, I would uh, sometimes uh, you'd be at a restaurant and like somebody would drop off their like headshot postcard Shut with the bill. Shut up. <laughs> It's happened to me so many times. Are the you worst, serious? <laughs> because this is for motherhood. This is the worst thing that happened to me with that. I, after my first kid, no one tells you how hard breastfeeding is. Breastfeeding is so oh, it's hard. so hard. And I went, I had like a, a breakdown about it because remember I went back to work at four weeks. Oh so God. I couldn't figure out the balance between breastfeeding and pumping. Yeah. And Was this I, your, so I went for your first one? The first one. Yeah. So I went to a support group. I went to a support group. And... I, you know, everyone, I thought it was like an honest support group where we could start talking about stuff. Mm -hmm. Halfway through the person to my left goes, I'm going to give you my headshot. (gasps) Just one second. No. This is like after I started crying about how I've been like pumping under my desk and oh, I don't have Marissa, in no. my office. Oh my God. And I was like, I'm not quite sure I'm doing it right because of all these infections. You know, you're you're most vulnerable. And somebody's like, and remember, I'm the most actor friendly person. Most of my best friends are actors. Right. You know. Oh, but that makes me cringe for you. Like, especially because Uh I know like it was so hard breastfeeding. And I mean, I broke down multiple times my, and I went to a support group as well. And so like, I can't imagine somebody doing that. Oh, I'm sorry. That was was the moment where I was like, Oh, you're like, Oh man, actors. (laughs) I just was like, I I, I think I was pretty honest with her. I just said, this is not the moment if that's okay. Good for you. I think that's what I said. Yeah. Um, cause I, you know, I don't know. It just wasn't, I felt like, and and also it wasn't just to me. I think it was everybody else in that group, you know, everyone else felt a little odd about it as well. Well, for sure. I mean, but I think though that it's, it's because, um, and I don't necessarily want to speak for like actors as a whole, but you know, we, we get this moments of like desperation and this need to be like, Oh, this is my one chance. I have to like, you know, let her know I'm available or I have to meet when I meet this casting director in the grocery store, I have to give him my headshot. Like there's this, um, desperation. And I don't know necessarily where that comes from or why, you know, we allow ourselves to get to that point. Um, that certainly doesn't make it okay that somebody would do that to you and your breastfeeding support group. Um, but you know, it's, but it's not just actors. It's every part of the business. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, every writer, every, you know, at Starbucks, every, and even as a casting director, I remember being so panicked in the early part of my career when Al, you know, Alice and I were together every pilot season because we weren't the first round of calls. You know, we were the third round of calls. You know, when they when the, when pilots are picked up, we wouldn't get those first round. You know what I mean? And what does that mean so, for a casting director then? So you, when the major we, networks I are would, casting, you want to get be the top on their list for yes, casting the big you shows. Wanna be, Exactly. And we weren't, I called it, we were two or three when we first started, you know, we're 29 years old and have our own company. Right. So, um, I said we were tier three. We would get the third round when the when the, all the big people weren't available anymore, and that's what happened. And it used to cause me so much panic and so much stress. And I I just at one point you you know you just get and you you just get make yourself crazy. Yeah. And then finally you calm down and you realize it's all just too short. And the first time the empowering moment of saying no, of when you read something and you go no, this isn't for me. I don't want to do it. Or you meet that producer and you think, nope, this is not going to work. It's like a bad J date. This wasn't going to work. <laughs> you know, that it's, it's a wonderful feeling, like, to let the desperation go. Yeah. To know it's all going to work. 
Oh, that, I can't even tell you the first time that, like I said, no to a project. I was like, oh my God, I'm saying no to so much money. But I knew it wasn't a good fit and it wasn't right. It was great. It's very empowering to say no. Yeah, that's great. And I think I think the problem is is that a lot of actors and a lot of writers and people in the industry are never are hardly ever in that position to say no. I mean, you're told by some people like take every job you can and work as much as you can because you never know when the next job will come and you know, that sort of thing. So that I think adds to the desperation. Like if I'm not working, then I'm not it's not work begets work, you know, kind of a thing. Of course. All of that is true. Um, and speaking of all of the many projects that you've had, you have such a wide variety of um, projects under your belt. And it looks like there's a little more comedy in there rather than the drama. I know Chicago Met is a drama. Um, do you have a preference for comedy? Oh, wait, before we go that, we have to talk about Dark Angel for a second because, oh my <laughs> God, I love that show. My husband and I were like, I think we're the only people that watch this show because we love it so much. Jessica Alba um, was so much fun to watch on that show. <laughs> oh my god! I yes. Did you enjoy I, casting that? Were you just like have I had to the look, best time? You had to look was- for like eighteen year olds that were all like sexy, but also could look like they were in a post apocalyptic world. <laughs> Jessica was the first person that auditioned, and then the then really? the search went on for ten weeks. <laughs> are you serious oh my yeah, gosh came back to Jessica. she was the very first one. Oh my um, gosh and i bet she the whole time was probably thinking well i just didn't get it you know oh yeah, yeah um but no that was a great i had so much fun working on that show that was my orch dustin fritzer days mm-hmm. and matt scrobolic at cbs he's a vp of casting at cbs that's where him and i met we were both the same we were both assistants for the same person for the same partner oh, I there. See, I see. And so, um, and did you like that? That, was... that had kind of a sci-fi bent to it a little bit, but you, you then kind of went into, um, a comedy run for a while and you still do with, you know, like the onion you said and your, um, comedy. Yes. Festival. Comedy. I think comedy, comedy's where I'm the most talented. I'm going to be <laughs> honest. That's where, that's where I am the most talented. Um, I, I just, I don't know. There's something about it. I've always been passionate about it. I love to laugh. I love to make people laugh. Um, it's just how my life is. Mm-hmm. So it. Is it hard just, to find um, comedic people as opposed to drama? Because, you know, what do they say? That comedy is hard? Drama is I, Comedy is so much harder. Mm-hmm. It's so much harder. And then when you discover these, like, nuggets of people, um, it's just so exciting that you like almost jump out of your chair and you become so passionate. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got fired off of a pilot because I kept bringing in Kate McKinnon because I kept saying, you guys don't understand. She's so funny. And they're like, no, (gasps) I'm like, no, she's so funny. And now don't you just feel like, ha ha. (laughs) It happened for so many things. I worked on a pilot that I brought Kristen Wiggin a couple times and, um, and they were like, no. And me and that, producer are very good friends mm-hmm. and so i still bring it up to him every once in a while oh, you like, totally shut should. up just shut up you i know should just be like um by the way do you feel like there's been a lot of people like that that you've discovered that have that you've been able to cast and things like who are the big funny people that you've discovered or not even just funny but like who are your big discoveries oh sure um i gave jonah hill his first job oh wow uh, on Campus Ladies oh, for Oxygen. Love Campus Ladies. That was such a funny show. That was Jonah Hill. 
Oh, he wow. did no, the first right. two seasons of that show. That's right. Um, until Judd Apatow found him. Yeah. And then bye-bye, <laughs> And then bye. Um, we, uh, it was a drama. Allison and I did uh, Drive together. And a beautiful wide-eyed 16-year-old pre-read for us. And we flipped out. And we got Tim Minear in the room. And she read for Tim. And Tim flipped out. And we sent we called to get her quotes and we found out she was testing for another show and we sent her DVD to the head of Fox, even though we had nobody cast. We said, I, we have to have her. And Marsha Shulman was like, are you crazy? You don't have anybody cast. She's a 16 year old. Nobody. And we're like, we have to have her. Yeah. It was Emma Stone. Oh, wow. And, and you got her, right? Was she in drive? Got her. Yeah. She was in drive as a 16 year old. She was in drive. And then now, like, um, it, it's amazing to me how casting directors can just tell. Do you think that you, um, you know, like, right when somebody walks in the room, like, oh, this is going to be something great? Or are, or is it more like a, you hope they're going to be great? <laughs> and then you're just like, let's see what they, how they sound. For me, it's like an obsessive compulsive disorder problem. So in the sense <laughs> that, like, somebody will read for me and then I become obsessed. I was like, oh, my God oh my God, this person is the answer. I mean, that's what, How I Met Your Mother, that's what the mother was for me. I went to go see Kristen Milioti's show mm -hmm. in New York on an accident on like a girls weekend in New York. And I turned to my friend Leslie, who I was with, and I said, I think that's going to be the mom. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, <laughs> I think that's the mom. And, um, and I went back and I told Carter and Craig, and this was two years before we ever cast her. And I was like, uh, I think I found the mom. So you, so, so you hold on to then those moments and those actors like mental. It's amazing to me how casting directors could do that because they can remember a name, a face, and a performance if it's really good and stands out. 100%. I mean, that's literally our one and only job. <laughs> um, that's true. <laughs> and when I was in New Zealand on this last trip, I just worked on a movie that shot in New Zealand and the lead guy is, you know, somebody that's known in New Zealand, but he's not known outside of New Zealand. And I'm obsessed with him. So like right now I keep telling everybody, I was like, I got this guy. He lives in New Zealand. He's from Tonga. And he kind of looks like a Tongatese version of Zach Galifianakis. I'm going to find something for this guy, you know? So yeah. that's, that's sort of and how did you come across? How did you come across him? Because that's so interesting to me too. How casting is going so much to Australia, to London, and you know, like all the Star Wars, the new Star Wars movie. Everybody there is, you know, British, and it's it's really. Um, I, I find it interesting how that is, why that's happening. I don't know if it's because people are like, um, ah, we're over American actors, you know, like let's get, <laughs> let's get somebody better. I read an article one time that said it's because they think like British actors are more well-trained and Australian actors are more well-trained. And, you know, I don't know that that's necessarily true, but, um, you know, what do you think about that? I don't know if that's true. I mean, look at Lapita coming out of Yale. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I find that we are, we do have our new stars that are, I, I do think there is a new appreciation of training, which is a little bit newer. That wasn't there before. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. There is this art of training that it's um, appreciated, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's, a, that's a, a great thing. But how are reality shows affecting that? Like there's so many reality stars now that are – um, you know, my agent told me, she said that, that a lot of her actors are losing out roles to like uh, YouTube stars and Vine stars because producers are now going 
to see how many Twitter followers you have or how many, you know, Vine followers you have. And I'm like, are you serious? Is that really happening? Yeah, it is. Um, you know, your <clears throat> social media, unfortunately, is part of it now. You know, how much, what kind of following you have. I mean, I wish it wasn't that way, but it is. Yeah, like that's, that's part of it. That's that so... That's frustrating because you could have like a really well-trained actor who's been in the business forever and a day. And then if they don't have enough Twitter followers, they could lose out on a part. Like that's just, that's kind of a bummer. (laughs) It is. That is a big bummer. It is a big bummer. But you know, those, those reality shows are juggernauts. I mean, I watch them. I don't watch the trashy ones, but Top Chef is my favorite show on television. You like the Top Chef. Do you know what I mean? What are the trashy Uh, ones? Like the real, the real housewives one? Yeah, I'm saying yeah. all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Kardashians oh, and their teen offshoots and uh, uh, anything that Snooki does. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like yeah. all of those, they're just juggernauts of cash. They so, really are. They really are. And they, you know, they have fans and people are watching them. And what I think is happening is, you know, little Betty Sue so-and-so in the Midwest is watching the Kardashians and going, I want to be a star too. And then they move out to LA and they make some vine videos. And then before you know it, they're beating out, you know, girls from Yale who have training and actors Problem with the Kardashians. And I'll say this to anybody who will listen to me is that I'm fine with them being whoever they are and all the plastic surgery and all the things. I don't care. My problem is, is that mother does not care about her daughters having an education. None of them have gone to college. And to me, that blows my mind. But I guess that, they wouldn't that, need to if they all they have to do is tweet about a product and they make, you know, $50,000 or make an appearance at a club and they make half a million or something, you know, like that I could see how she wouldn't, she would be like, no, nah, you don't need to go to school or, you know, whatever. But I, I totally agree with you. You're right. She, she, uh, I think Kendall and Kylie, the two youngest dropped out of school and like homeschool the last few years. Yeah. And, like just, Get education. Learn about social science, history. I don't know. You know, get a. Uh, that's my problem. Like, is that there's no like school? Yeah, go there's school. There's no um. Learn something. Focus on yeah on education or or uh, learning in any way, and then that sends a bad example to all well, of their young education fans. doesn't not necessarily have to be for a monetary reward at the end yeah yes they have more money than god but they could also just be cultural and interesting and know something about i don't know yeah you know something anything and other than other than lip gloss or whatever <laughs> yes they could talk about the, i love that we're being so judgy <laughs> we're like so listen, judgy listen kardashians I, we know what's it's, up it's the education thing that's the i don't know i that's i it, totally it agree tries- it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. Um, and it drives me nuts about myself that I don't have a master's. Like I, I, I'd like to fit it into my schedule. I don't know when. I don't think you can right now. <laughs> I'm not, you are so busy. But I, that's one thing that bothers me about myself. So I won't judge the Kardashians. I'll judge myself. Judge yourself. Yeah. I don't like that. I never went back to get my master's. Is like that, I don't like that. Would Would you get your master's in theater or in English or what would it be? I would want to do it in some sort of education education so that I could teach because eventually we all burn out sure. so eventually I would like to be able to be an adjunct teacher somewhere you know what I mean yeah and, do you think you will event, like you see yourself you know not doing casting forever or do you think you your casting has a shelf life 
It's not that I have a shelf life. I just would like other things. You know, adventure. There might be a time where I'd like to teach. You know, I, I enjoy teaching things. now. Like yeah. when I do, when, like when I was in New Zealand and stuff, I had the best time. Um, I enjoy it now. I especially enjoy teaching comedy. So I sort of talk about all of it, you know, what makes things funny, what makes people laugh, finding jokes, what, you know, how do you find the jokes, all that kind of stuff. So um, I enjoy it. So again, that's why I'm mad at myself. We've taken a very strange turn. I know. We're like, don't be angry. Don't be angry at yourself. You're doing great. No. (laughs) You're very, you're very pretty. No. I just feel like I need to give you affirmation. You're doing great, Marissa. I'm so so bougie. Like I have two drinks on my desk right now. I have my LaCroix water and my Starbucks. So it's like while I'm talking to you, I'm so bougie. They're like, I need a master's education. Let me take my dual sips of my water and my coffee. Oh, my gosh. I love that you use the word bougie. I love that. Um, (laughs) I um, Well, I am very excited uh, to see how Chicago Med continues to play out and um, how everything's going with that show. And you have, are you guys on a, you're not on a break yet for the holiday, right? No, no, no. We still have a crazy week. Um, And then. Do you have any holiday plans? Any big holiday plans with the family? Yeah, we're doing a little Grand Canyon trip. Mm. It's like Wally World. It's like the Griswolds. Are you going to drive to the Grand Canyon? (laughs) <laughs> not from Chicago. Okay, no. I was we're like, gonna, whoa. <laughs> we're going to be in Arizona, but we're going to drive around everywhere. So it's going to be a little Griswoldian. Oh, um, is that, that a word, Griswoldian? It is Let's make now. it up. It is now. Uh, it's going to be adorable. We're all going to sort of, we're going to see Montezuma's Castle in Arizona. Wow. Um, we're going to see where the meteorite landed. We got it. Like anything kitschy, we got it. Oh, that sounds like so much fun and like such a great, fun family trip. You know, they're going to remember that forever. <laughs> That's going to be so great. Well, we'll just remember the two year old screaming the whole time. Right, like, well, exactly. Are you going through tantrum phase? Because I am. It's terrible. How old is your daughter? She's two and a half. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're in the horrible oh, part. Oh, yeah. It's like we argued the other day over. Um, God, what was it? Like her shoe. She swore her shoe didn't fit. And I'm like, it's on your foot. It does fit. No, it doesn't. It's too tight. And then she was like almost to the point of hysterical. And I was like, okay, we'll take the shoe off. But just that one shoe, the other shoe she said was fine. So I'm like, you're nuts. You're insane. (laughs) I can't, I can't, I can't reason with her. Nico bends his head all the way down and looks at you where you could almost only see the whites of his eyes like a little Tasmanian devil Oh no! when, when he's like really done and really angry and he goes no mama <laughs> oh my god that's terrifying <laughs> like he's possessed that's terrifying and then you slowly start backing out of the room like I'm just gonna be over here with my <laughs> with my latte and my fancy water <laughs> let's go back and edit what i said about all this stuff before let's let's hit back backspace 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 backspace, backspace. um <laughs> i well i think it's great i think your trip sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun and um i'm so excited for you and all of the exciting things that are happening in chicago and um I do want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me on the show. Like I said, I know you're super busy, but I really do appreciate it. Oh, no, please. It's my pleasure. It's, um, yeah, no, I had a great time.
good. I'm glad. I hope I said anything <laughs> of interest. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. We're. I'm deleting this episode as soon as we hang up. No. <laughs> Backspace, 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 whatever I need to do. No, it's been great. <laughs> You've answered a lot of my, a lot of my questions. And I know a lot of the people, a lot of my listeners have questions about it as well. So this will be, this is good stuff, Marissa. Good stuff. Um, and if people want to, do, are you on Twitter or Instagram or anything like that where people can find you or would you prefer well, they not? <laughs> no, I um, you can email me at my website. Um, I'm not on Twitter yet, and I don't know why. It's like I'm not that ancient of a fossil. I don't know why I never did. Um, but anyone can email me or call me. The number is on my website, or they can email me, and it's literally just marissa at marissarosscasting.com. Um, You're just going to get a slew and- of headshots from actors. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be in Chicago next Tuesday. If you, you know, if you're casting anyone, my type. <laughs> More than that, I actually like it when people send me videos of stuff that they've done. I really like it. Sometimes, you know, you, you mean like a reel or like, um, oh, like, so people who will sort of write and produce funny videos. Funny videos yeah. Like I became obsessed with, have you seen, you have to YouTube it as soon as we get off. Have you seen the activewear song? No. What's that? Activewear. Activewear, drinking coffee in my activewear. It's these like five <laughs> girls who are making fun of the fact that they do everything in their activewear except be active. Oh my God, that's and my life. That's what I'm literally wearing. I'm wearing sweatpants right now. You're wearing Lululemons right now. Um, literally, when we hang up, you're going to YouTube this. And you, I, again, we'll go back to the obsessive compulsive disorder part about being in casting. I sent it to so many people. I was like, have you seen this? Have you seen this? Have you seen this? And so these five actresses are getting seen by all these by heads everybody. of casting, by all of these people and all these big casting directors because they produced a funny video and somebody emailed it to me. I need to do that. I need. I used to make a lot more funny videos when I was doing sketch and stuff um, at Groundlings and UCB. I used to do a lot more of that. And then I had a baby, and I was like, "I'm tired." <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> now I just sit. Now I just sit around in my activewear. It's gonna be tired, Heather. I'm always tired. Is that? Does that ever go away? Like, no. no. I'm wondering. But you learn to appreciate, like, you know, a massage oh. every once in a while. You're like, oh, this is a nap. I have asked um, Santa for a massage, so I'm hoping he comes through. I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah. You're going to invest in some under eye concealer and that's it. And, and, sleep, then, and then you're, you're good s- to go. Just sleep portions done for a while. Just prop me up and I'm good to go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, is, and do you have any like, you know, parting bits of wisdoms for uh, moms who are actors or moms in the industry who are uh, trying to trying to juggle both anything you want to say, pass along to them? Yes. You have to stop beating yourself up about like, like, like you said about, oh my God, I'm not spending enough time, not doing this, yeah. not doing that. I, and you, it's okay. You know, it's, if you can't, if you bring your kid to the audition, whatever you need to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You need to- Thank you for saying that because there are times when I've had to do it and I feel terrible. Like I'm like, oh god. I'm like, I mean, literally, it's not a big deal. There's there's no big deal about it. No one has and- ever been mean or said anything rude. It's just my own issue where I'm like, I feel like I'm taking her to a job interview, and in any other industry, you wouldn't necessarily do that. You know what I mean? So that's of course, yeah, of course. But um, 
but in a lot of ways, I, I think you would, because remember, I'm on the other side of it, and I've brought my, I brought my kids to Chicago Med the other day because they were out of school, mm-hmm. and I had to, I had to go over there for an hour. So Oscar and Lucas, I, I was like sit in this corner, read a book, you know. So you have to do that, and yeah. that's okay. It's okay, and you know, it's exciting that you're a mom and that you're working. How cool are you? How cool are all of us? Yeah, we have to be supportive of each other. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think it's pretty you know, great. Yeah, it's pretty great. Like, I'm really fucking excited. I'm a cast character and I have three kids. Like, I love it. It's I wouldn't choose any other life. Like I said, I haven't slept in a decade, but there is <laughs> nothing. I have no regrets. I love what I do and I love my kids and I love that it all works together. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, oh, I like. Think, I love that. I, I think that's going to be a big. Um, I think that's going to be very inspirational to. Um, to a lot of people who are listening for sure. And I think that's also why when I was telling Allison about my podcast and she was telling me about you, I think my eyes like got really wide and she was like, do you want her email? And I was like, yes, please. Um, so Listen, otherwise I would have had another one, but I think, I think I have to like tap out like at a wrestling match. Oh yeah. Be like, okay, I got it. I'm real tired. I'm going to tap out right now. I'm not going to have a fourth. You hold um, steady at three, huh? I'm holding steady at three. I'm going to get like a fancy girl dog. Like that's it. You know, <laughs> no more. I, w- I went for the third to try to have a girl. It didn't work. So now I'll just have some fluff dog in a couple oh, nah. years. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Just get a little, a cute little puppy and you can still dress him up the same. You know, you can still, <laughs> you still put him in little outfits. I see people do it all the time. Nico's worn a lot of purple for a little boy. Oh, for the third. that's so cute. Is it a lot? gender bending colors i love it all right well thank you so much for being on the show marissa yay Yay. and you guys i hope you have a wonderful christmas and holiday season with your family make sure you check out motherhoodinhollywood.com i'll be posting lots of fun things that are happening with our family around the holidays as well as info about marissa and this show today and upcoming um, announcements as well i love you guys thank you for your support and we'll see you guys next week merry christmas Balls. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Roar. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on Geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything! Danny, I just figured out that if I switch to Metro PCS, I get two Samsung Galaxy phones free. Cool, Dad. And I could be a super dad with two free Samsung Galaxy phones and call myself Double Galaxy Man. Or you could give the second phone to your sidekick. Yeah, I guess I could do that. That's right. Two free Samsung Galaxy On5 smartphones are all yours when you switch to Metro PCS. Metro PCS. Wireless figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.